Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so May God bless you. Thank you for spending time with me in this teaching. I would like to encourage you with the Word of God. I would like to talk about the grace of God. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us, you care for us, you want us to be blessed and to be the blessing to the nations. Father, we give this time to you, and we want to hear from your Holy Spirit. And please reveal, Father. Your will and your way to us, Lord. Please give us, Lord, the understanding, and we want to submit to you and follow you all the way, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. I would like to talk about the grace of God in this teaching. We all need God's grace, and I would like to explain about what the grace of God is, and. What the grace of God do in our life. So let's start by reading Second Peter, chapter one, verse two. May grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitation, passions, and moral conflicts. Be multiplied. I like that word. Multiplied. May God's grace and peace be multiplied to you, in the full personal, precise and correct knowledge of God, and of Jesus our Lord. That was from Amplified Bible. How about from New Living Translation? Second Peter one two say, May God give you more and more grace. And peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. The word grace is mentioned all the time in the Christian community. People say we are saved by grace through faith. Oh, I need the grace of God. You are so charisma, which means grace, charismatic grace. We need the grace of God. For me. As a believer who have been walking with God for forty years, I realize that I need more grace from God. That's why I agree with Second Peter here, that say, "God, may you give me more and more grace. You need more grace. I need more grace." The Bible says, "Grace upon grace, one level of grace, another level of grace." And higher level of grace. Each year, we expect to have more and more and more level of grace. John chapter one verse sixteen, and of His fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. That is New King James version. How about another version? For out of His fullness, abundance, we have all received, all. Had a share, and we all supply with one grace after another, and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, 
and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. Oh, I like Amplify Bible. The grace of God cover spiritual blessing, spiritual gift, favor, favor upon favor, heap of gift, heap of favor upon us. First of all, we need to understand what the grace of God is, so that we can receive it by faith, and we can really use that grace in the right way. So let me explain what the grace of God is first, and we're gonna go on to talk more about the grace of God or the favor of God in our life. How many of you want more grace? I want more grace. How many of you want more favor from God? I want more favor from God. Grace has been defined as the divine influence, the divine work of God, which operates in humans to bring salvation or regeneration of the spirit. The grace of God. Operates in our life to help us to know Jesus and to be born again. That's what happened to me. Forty plus years ago, I did not know Jesus. I was growing up as a Buddhist, but the grace of God came to my life and opened my eyes to see the reality of the gospel. By the grace of God, He sent somebody to share with me the gospel. Guide me, show me God's way. God's grace is the divine influence operating in your life and my life, and not only that, to sanctify or to make us pure, purified, or to make us become more like Jesus, to live a righteous life. The grace of God work in our life, not only for salvation, or for having the New birth and the eternal life, a super abundant life, but also work in our life in such a way to really cleanse us and sanctify us to become more like Jesus. I find the secret in life is that the most important character that we should have in order to be successful is the character of Jesus Christ. The best thing that you should pursue in life is to grow up to become more like Jesus. It's better than money. It's much more worthy than big house or nice car. The grace of God work in our life to sanctify us. Not only that, to inspire virtuous impulses, to motivate us on the inside, to give us strength, to be able to pursue. Virtuous, a good, godly life, and to impart strength, the grace of God imparts strength to endure trials and hardships. All of us face tests and trials and hardships on this planet Earth, and the grace of God imparts strength or power so that we can overcome the temptations. The trials and the hardships, and not only that, the grace of God work in our life so that we can resist all the temptation, so that we will become a person of 
excellence and godliness. The grace of God comes from heaven to work in our life, in all aspect of our life, not just only in the area of salvation that we have the ticket to go to heaven, but in all the areas of our life, purification, salvation, strength to overcome problem, improve our quality and character of life to be excellent. And virtuous. The word grace is understood by Christians that is the free, unmerited favor of God, as manifested in the salvation of sinners and the bestowing of blessing from heaven. So the grace of God is given to mankind from salvation and also to bring blessing to mankind. Most Christians believe that grace is unmerited mercy or favor that God gave to humanity by sending His Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross, and His death secure man's eternal salvation from sin. Therefore, grace cannot be bought. We cannot pay for the grace of God. Grace is a gift from the heavenly Father, given to us through His Son, Jesus Christ, and through the Holy Spirit. I have birthday coming up next week, and people bring gift to me: flower, ice cream cake. Actually, my shirt that I wear right now is their birthday gift to me. So, gift is free. I received because people show love and mercy to me. In the same way, grace is a free gift from God, and we receive by faith, by humbling ourselves toward Him and say, "I need Your mercy. I need Your favor. I need Your grace." The word grace has been mentioned in the scriptures as a enabling power. To help us to walk with God and to serve God, the word grace also involves the spiritual healing that come by the love of God, healing, deliverance, power, sanctification. No one can return to God and have relationship with God without His grace. He opened himself to have relationship with us by his mercy and his grace. The grace of God really bring us back into relationship with Him. In the New Testament, the word grace come from the Greek language charis, c h a r i s. The word charis mean graciousness, graciousness. God is gracious to us. He loves us. The word spiritual gift come from the Greek language charismata. This word charismata come from the root word of charis as well. So, 
the Bible says that God gives us supernatural ability, the manifestation of the Spirit, to be able to serve Him in the visible way, in deed and in word. The grace of God manifests through us by the gift of the Holy Spirit or the manifestation of the Spirit. To the point that people can hear the word we say and people can see and experience the deed that we practice by the grace or the spiritual gift which help bless and heal people, encourage people. The word grace is a big word in the Bible, covers so many things that I just mentioned about. The word charisma in Greek that we always say in the church, we have charisma also come from the same root of the word, which means rejoice and be glad and delighted and very energetic. The Old Testament used the Hebrew word chen, C-H-E-N in English. This is the Hebrew word. The word chen always translated into either grace or favor, which cover moral quality such as kindness and giving favor to people. In the New King James translation, the word chen is translated as grace 38 times, favor 26 times, two times as gracious, and once as pleasant, once as Precious. I give you example in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 16. A gracious woman, that word gracious comes from the Hebrew language, shen. A gracious woman retains honor, but ruthless men retain riches. So you can see the word grace is so big, covers so many things for our life. That's why we need this divine influence in our life, starting from salvation to sanctification, protection, healing, power, favor of God, so that we can live a successful life, so that we can do what God called us to do, and we can be what God wants us to be. One scripture in the Bible explain the word grace very well in Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God who works in you divine influence. He works in you to will and to act according to his purpose. God influences us to have a desire to be born again, to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to serve Him, to serve other people, and also to act according to His good purpose. Grace is the divine influence to cause us to live a virtuous or godly life. Therefore, grace is not just about forgiveness of sin, that we don't have to pay for our sin, and we don't have to go to hell. The word grace is bigger than just forgiveness of sin and salvation. The Bible clearly tells us that we need the grace of God. We need to approach the throne of grace by faith. And we need more and more grace. I pray that you and I 
will grow in grace. We receive more favor from God, so that we will become what He wants us to be. The Spirit of grace lives on the inside of us, and He has given us supernatural power to be what God wants us to be, and to do or to serve what He calls us to do and serve. He graciously and mercifully empower us to become like Jesus Christ. And to do the works that He asks us to do, the Lord works in our heart and transforms us to become like Jesus, to live a righteous life, to do good things because God is good. Grace is the demonstration of the love and the mercy of God, because God desires to have it, and. Not because we earn it or buy it, but He give grace to us for free. Our job is to position ourselves to receive more grace from Him by being faithful, being humble, walking by faith, building our faith up to receive more and more grace from Him, and approach Him, ask Him, draw near to Him. Pray and serve Him faithfully. When the Bible uses the word grace, it also uses the word favor. In Genesis chapter six, verse eight, I read from New King James first. I'm going to read many, many versions here. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Another version, NIV. In NIV, Genesis six eight say, "But Noah found favor." In the eyes of the Lord, in New Living Translation, but Noah found favor with the Lord. In the Amplified Bible, but Noah found grace (parenthesis favor) in the eyes of the Lord. You can see that in the Hebrew language, the Bible translates the word "change" into either grace or favor. So whenever you talk about grace. You think about favor. God show you His favor. He works in you. He helps you in your own life, so that you can be what He wants you to be, and you can do what He calls you to do. Genesis chapter eighteen verse three, and said, "My Lord, if now I have grace in your eyes, do not go away from your servant." That is Bible in basic English. Version. Look at another version, and said, "My Lord, if I have now found favor in your sight, do not pass on by your servant." In New King James Version, again, the word grace and favor come from the same root of Hebrew language. Proverbs chapter three verse four, and find grace and good understanding in the eyes of God and man. Young literal translation. Look at another translation. The same word translate as favor. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Proverbs chapter three verse four again. I would like to make a summary. What area in your life that the favor or the grace of God work and change you? The first area is the area of salvation. 
when I talk about so-so or tra- salvation, it covers everything, including forgiveness of sin, not going to hell, going to heaven, healing, deliverance, coming out from poverty, entering into prosperity, safe from the car accident, protection from God. Salvation covers every aspect of our life. And God's word says that we are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ came into the world by the grace of God as a human being. And he died on the cross. He suffered on the cross and shed his blood in order to take away our sin, take away our poverty, the curses, so that we can be blessed, saved, become righteous, and prosperous. Through Christ Jesus, the demonstration of God's grace in a human form, we receive salvation. Not by our own efforts or works. I can become a neurosurgeon in America, Washington, the state of Washington, because of the grace of God. God saved me from many accidents, many sicknesses. God saved my marriage because Jesus Christ died for me. It's a grace from God. Grace is a demonstration of God's love, God's forgiveness. Not because I'm a great guy, not because I'm a good-looking man, not because I'm a knowledgeable man, but because of the finished work of Christ at the cross. I am in debt with Jesus. I appreciate what Jesus did for me. Through him, I receive the divine influence in my life or the grace of God so that I can become who I am today and I will continue to go higher and higher in the way of God by the grace of God. Again, I read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 again. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I cannot boast that I am a successful neurosurgeon in Bellevue, Washington. No, by the grace of God. I cannot boast that I'm such a good man. God is so lucky to have me as one of his pastors in the world right now. No, it's not by my work, but by the grace of God. My brother and sister, I admit to you that every Sunday, I'm quite nervous to preach in English. And even now, in this teaching, it's very difficult for me because English is not my mother tongue language. I have to use a lot of energy to teach and preach in English. But I depend on the grace of God. Titus chapter 2 verse 11, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. Jesus appeared to all men. 2,000 plus years ago. He is the person that demonstrates the grace of God. He is the way that we can receive the grace of God, Jesus Christ. 
when you come to Jesus by faith, you receive the grace from God. Romans chapter three verse twenty four, being justified or being made righteous freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Again, this scripture talk about we are saved, we are redeemed from the hand of the enemy, from the bondage of sin, from the slavery of sin, from death. From curses and bondage, by the grace of God that works through Jesus Christ, salvation come to us by God's grace. Romans chapter five verse two: Through whom also we have access by faith, we receive grace by faith into His grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Again, we can stand before God, have relationship with God as a child, as a son and a daughter of God, because of the grace of God that worked through Jesus Christ. Thank God, we don't deserve to be His children. We were sinning, we were making so many mistakes in our life, but Jesus came into the world because of the grace of God, and He took away. All the bad things from our life, and offer to us all the good things, the grace of God through Jesus Christ, that brings salvation to us. Another one, the grace of God, work in our life so that we can do every good thing for God. God is good, and He wants us to do good things. The Bible says that God loves us so much. And God is very good. God is righteous and holy. Therefore, He wants us to be righteous and holy, and He wants us to be the salt and the light of the world. We want to represent God. In order to represent God, we should not do evil things. We should not cheat. We should not lie. We should not corrupt. We should be good people to be the salt and the light. That's why the Bible says in Hebrew chapter four. Verse sixteen. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We approach the throne of grace, the throne of God. God is a gracious God. In order to receive mercy and grace to help us in everything that we need in our life. I can be a good neurosurgeon by the grace of God. I can make the right diagnosis for my patient and make the right choice for surgery. What type of surgery? By the grace of God. I can be a good husband to my wife by the grace of God. I can be a good father to my children by the grace of God. I need more grace to be a better father. I can be a good pastor by the grace of God. I have all these needs. The needs of being successful neurosurgeon, helping my patients, teaching the word in the church, leading the church, taking care of my family, being a good witness to my friend, driving the car, going to the mission trip, praying for sick people, doing whatever that I need to do for God. All of my needs. Are helped by the grace of God. I need to approach the throne of grace. I need to humble myself and depend on the Lord. 
Second Corinthians chapter nine verse eight, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. God doesn't give us just something very minimum, just to get by. By His grace, He gives us more than enough. More than enough strength, more than enough wisdom, more than enough money, more than enough power, more than enough spiritual gift to do every good work. Wow! It's so wonderful to be a believer. It's so wonderful to follow Jesus Christ, to be a disciple of Jesus. It's so wonderful to receive the grace of God and receive more and more grace, so that we can do good things for other people. We can be the blessing to the nation. When I look at the situation in the U.S. right now, the pandemic, the racism, the discrimination, the protest, the hardships on different tribes and skin color, I see that the answer to this nation is Jesus Christ. People need to repent of their sin. Every person, whether you are white, you are yellow, or you are black, or you are young or old, we need salvation from Jesus, and we need to come to God and receive the grace so that we can be good citizen, so that we can be good to one another, so that we can show mercy to people who are different from us in language, in skin color, in Backgrounds, the grace of God come into the believers to be able to do good work to other people. Every society, America, Europe, Germany, Switzerland, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, need Jesus and need the grace of God, and the society will be blessed because we receive His grace. To do every good work, Second Corinthians chapter twelve verse nine, and he said to me, "My grace is sufficient to you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness." So God said, "You are weak. I can give you grace. I can give you strength, so that you can get the job done for me. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest." Upon me, we need more and more grace, grace upon grace, favor upon favor, because we are all weak in certain areas. We are not perfect. Our body is so limited. Our energy is limited. Our ability and talents are limited. We need more grace from God that work through us. In order to bless other people, we need the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why the title of this teaching is "May the Lord Give Me More and More Grace." Acts chapter four verse thirty-three. The early church disciples experienced the great power of God and the great grace of God. Oh, I want that to happen in New Hope International Church. And all this generation churches around the world, and with great power, 
the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace, not little one, big one, great grace was upon them all. Yesterday, I met a member. He's a young man. And I asked him how he's doing with his work. Oh, he told me that he started a new business to repair the wheel of the car, the alloy wheel. And he said only one year, he got so many customers, about 80 car lots, use his company now as a primary provider for them to repair the wheel. He's a young man. And I say, I look at him. Wow, God bless our members. Really? Really bless our church member financially. The, the work, the profession. I heard all this good news about how God blessed the members of New Hope International Church. And I know when I heard that, I know that it's not that we are special. Oh, we are capable people. No. But we receive great grace upon all of us. The young, the old, we live by the grace of God. We need the grace of God. Number three. So number one, salvation come by grace. We receive through faith. Salvation from sin, salvation from curse, salvation from demons, salvation from sickness and disease, salvation of every kind. Two, we can be godly people, have the virtuous character to do good to people and have more than enough to help people to do good in society and in our home and our church by the grace of God. Number three, we can be a servant of the gospel of Christ by the grace of God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7, of which I became a minister, mean a servant, according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Apostle Paul said he could be the preacher and the apostle by the grace of God. Ephesians 4, 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to this measure of Christ's gift. The grace of God come to us through Christ. He bought the grace for us. We do not pay. He pay. He die. He shed his blood. But he give us different measure of gifts or grace to serve his kingdom. I tell you the truth. Every Saturday, I spend hours and hours and hours to read my sermon. And I told Pastor Da that I don't worry much about preaching in Thai. But I'm really nervous in preaching in English because of my accent, because of the way I have to speak English. The gifts, gifts with S, all these are not in Thai language. Very difficult pronunciation for me. I need to really prepare myself very well to preach in English every Sunday. Oh, I have been serving this church for 30 years. I still have that feeling every Saturday. But I know one thing, I approach the throne of grace so that I can have the supernatural ability to be able to preach in English. I don't feel comfortable 
but the grace of God is on me to be able to become a pastor in America, to preach the sermon in English, to understand the scriptures, to be able to explain the scripture in a simple way that people can understand me, a neurosurgeon who has no Bible degree from any seminary. This is the grace of God. Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, again, grace given to Paul, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, being humble. Just be humble. You know the level of your grace. Don't compare yourself with other people. Don't be jealous of other people. Just know where you are, the level of grace you have. In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. The Bible talks about the body of Christ, the church. Each member is the part of the body. We have different gifts. A different charismata, the gift, the grace of God. According to, how can you get the gift? Why I can become a pastor? Why can't I preach the word of God? According to the grace given us. I cannot boast at all that I am able to be a pastor. No, I can be a pastor not because of, I'm a capable man, I'm a great man. No, by the grace of God, if a man gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Wow. We all receive the grace of God. And that grace works in us in the area of manifestation of the Spirit or the spiritual gift. I stay in the grace God gives to me. For example, the grace for me is to be a pastor and teacher. I don't have the grace to be an evangelist. Therefore, I will not try to go out of my grace, of the area of my grace, to set up a crusade to be an evangelist. God doesn't have that grace for me. You see my point here? We need to know the boundary of our grace and ask God to give more grace. Maybe five years from now, two years from now, God give me the grace to be an evangelist. Who knows? Then I will walk into that step of faith and grace. By faith, I receive that grace and I can be an evangelist. Sometimes when I look at a great evangelist in a city or famous evangelist in the world, I think, wow, I like to be like that. But I cannot because I don't have that grace to be an evangelist. Yes, I still evangelize. I preach the gospel. But my gift is not to be an evangelist. The same thing, you need to find the boundary of your grace. 
and ask God to increase the grace in your life in that boundary. And if God wants to give you more other gifts, He can add to you as you are faithful to do what God has given you with the amount you have now. You are faithful little thing; He will give you more. And not only that, you serve Him faithfully with the right heart, with a humble heart, and He will see that. He can trust you to give you more grace. Last one, the grace of God give to us not just all only for salvation. The second one, God give us anything that we need more than enough, so that we can do good deeds and we can obey Him and go out to help people. Number three, God give us grace and spiritual gift so that we can serve Him. Last one, number four, by His grace. God teaches us His law, and answer our prayers and restores our life. In the book of Psalm, we can see examples of grace, which include teaching of the law. God teaches the law. God teaches the Bible. When you read the Bible, you understand the word that comes by the grace of God. Not only that, in the book of Psalm, we can see that by the grace of God, He answers our prayers. So when you approach the throne of grace, don't be very prideful and say, "Hey, God, you're so lucky. You need to answer me." No, no, no. You come to Him with a humble heart and say, "God, by Your grace, You answer my prayer." And also by the grace of God, we can have restoration, forgiveness, and we can receive. His merciful help to restore what we lost in our life due to our mistake. God is the God of restoration, restoration, answering a prayer, and understanding the word or the spirit of wisdom and understanding come by the grace of God. We cannot earn it. Let me read the scripture to you. The first one. Psalm 119, verse 29. Remove from me the way of falsehood and unfaithfulness to you, and graciously impart your law to me. By His grace, we can understand God's law, God's principle, and I know that because when I read the Bible, God just opened my eyes and see deeper and deeper every year. The grace of God come on me more and more, so I understand the Bible deeper and deeper. It's so fun, so good to know the Word and use the Word of God in my life every day to see victory. The Word of God is the medicine. The Word of God is the lamp to guide my feet. The Word of God is my food. Wow, it's so wonderful that by His grace I understand the Word of God. Psalm twenty-seven verse seven: Hear my voice when I call. Oh Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. Let me read from another version. That was NIV. Another version say Psalm twenty-seven verse seven. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud, have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me. Amplified Bible. When you pray to God and ask Him for the answer, you say, God, show your mercy to me, be gracious to me. I know that the answer comes to me from you by your mercy and your grace. 
Not because I'm just a strong man, a good man. Not because I'm educated or rich. No, by Your grace, God answer my prayer. Psalm 85, verses 1 to 13, talk about restoration. Lord, You have at last been favorable, and have dealt graciously with Your land. Your land here means Canaan, but our land means our life today, our church, our family, our daily life. You have brought back from Babylon restoration, the captive of Jacob. You have forgiven and taken away the iniquity of your people. You have covered all their sin, Selah. You have withdrawn all your wrath. And indignation, you have turned away from the blazing anger, which you have let loose. Restore us, everyone. Say restore. By the grace of God, He restore us. We make mistake, we make a mess, and we lose something, and we make wrong decision, and we are in the mess. And by the grace of God, He restore us. O God of our salvation. And cause your anger toward us to cease forever. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger and disfavor and spread it out to all generations? Will you not receive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your mercy and loving kindness, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen with expectancy. To what God the Lord will say, for He will speak peace to His people, to His saints, those who are in right standing with Him. But let them not turn again to self-confident folly. Surely His salvation is near to those who reverently and worshipfully fear Him, and is ready to be appropriated that the manifest. Presence of God, His glory may tabernacle and abide in our land. Mercy and loving kindness and truth have met together. I like that. Mercy, the kindness of God, the grace of God, and the truth of God have met together. You know one thing: God, truth, work in love, kindness, and mercy. If you want. The truth of God to work in your life, you need to believe in God's loving kindness. And if you want to help other people, you need to walk in truth and kindness because they met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring up from the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Wow, that is the grace of God. The children of Israel say, "We make mistake, but you forgive us, and now you restore our land. You will give good things to our land. The land will yield its increase. Righteousness shall go before him, and shall make his footstep a way in which to walk." My dear brother, sister, we can see now how the grace of God works in our life. We need more grace. Amen. Most people in the world say, "I need more money." Because when they have money, they think they have more power and more voices in society. 
people are seeking money. But for Christians, God can give us money, easy for Him to do. But we should desire, seek, and ask for the higher level of grace and favor from the Lord. We need more and more grace, so that we can experience more salvation. We can experience the supernatural provision and abundance to do every good deed, so that we can serve the Lord fruitfully and receive more spiritual gift, so that God will answer our prayer, and He shall restore what. We lost due to our mistake, and so that we can understand His word when we read the word by His grace. The more truth we can receive from Him by His grace, and we receive His grace by faith, and in our faith we walk faithfully with Him in humility, approach the throne of grace, and ask Him for more. And we should do that all the days of our life, and the Lord will shower His grace upon us, His favor upon us. I believe that this teaching helps you to understand more what the grace of God is, and you will be hungry and thirsty for the river of grace that come upon your life from His throne. Thank you very much for listening to this teaching. Let us pray together, Father. Thank you for your teaching, Lord. We understand the grace of God more. We want your favor. We need your loving kindness. You give your grace to us for free, but we come to you by faith. We want to be faithful to you. We want to obey you. We want to be humble toward you at the throne of grace, Father. O oh Lord. May the Christians in this generation and the generation to come, our children, either natural children and or spiritual children, learn how to walk by faith in the grace of God, just like what happened to Moses, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, David, Joseph, Hezekiah, Elijah, Elisha, Paul, Peter. And the Lord Jesus Himself, who has unlimited grace, in Jesus' name we receive. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. I will have the second part of this teaching that I would like to teach you how to respond to His grace so that He can give you more grace. We should not respond to the grace of God in the wrong way. Amen. God bless you. Thank you again. Pastor Dan, I loved you, and we trust that God will use you, bless you, and cover you or surround you with a shield of favor. In Jesus' name, Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.